Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for business and entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, I just found out today that we are on the list of 12 small business podcasts that will help you sell more on allbusiness.com, which is very exciting uh, and you know fits right in with uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And really the reason why the podcast gets such recognition is because of the guests. These are folks who join me we have a great conversation. They share their expertise with all of you so that you can do better things in your business. My guest today is Liz Detterer. Liz is disrupting sales for good. As founder and CEO of Selling with Service, Liz and her team have helped clients increase close rates from 0% to 80% in 30 days, end the year 50% over plan, and have turned around an underperforming sales team from under $300,000 to $1.2 million in only six months. Liz has been featured on the International Women and Money Summit and is currently on her second speaking tour on the currency of conversation, empowering women sales teams and business owners to close clients quickly. Liz will also be joining me and me and a couple of other people in August for uh, the sales symposium for the telephone answering service industry, which we're all very excited about. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Liz. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share some time with you before we get to play together in August. I know. This is so exciting. So I, I want to dive um, right into this because 
um, you know, sales is one of my favorite subjects and I, I know is, is yours. Um, and I am curious, what would you say is the biggest mistake that you see people make in sales conversations? Oh, hands down. Um, we all do it. I teach it. I talk about it. I'm still guilty of it. Uh, but the number one mistake that we all make in sales conversations is making financial decisions for other people from our own financial positioning or experience. Okay. Yeah. Tell me it, more. <laughs> no capital one is like what's in your wallet and we're like, get out of their wallet. Um, this is where underlying the tactics of a sales conversation. I mean, what's the one thing you're talking about in sales? Money. What's the yeah. one thing we're not taught to talk about? Money. So our money stuff, our relationship with money, all that weird, icky, you know, grew up poor, grew up rich, didn't have, had too much, you know, whatever, comes up so subconsciously, we don't even realize it. And we are on some level and I've done this and I'll do it until the day that I die, point out where you're subconsciously making financial decisions for other people. And it's, it's as obvious as the thought that pops into your head that says they couldn't afford it, right? That's like the glaring one. And yeah. it's as subconscious as I'm not going to go after them because why would they need me? They already have everything. Uh -huh. Wow. And we do it all the time. All the time. And it's such a disservice to the people out there who really need us that we are, how do I say this with love? Because <laughs> well, I, I throw myself in the bucket too. But that we allow our own stuff to get in the way of really being of value and service for other people. It's a shame. And this is where I'm shaking things up. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, right. this, this is, it, it is a, yeah, it is a crazy thing. And you're right. Everybody does it. It's like we have this script that we play in our head, these preconceived ideas about how other people are going to respond to us, you know, whatever we put out there as a proposal or whatever. And what, you know, assuming is a very dangerous thing. It's very, it's very dangerous. And um, what it, you know, like I was saying with the disservice, what it does is, is you're, um, you're exempting people from the opportunity to have an option to work with you. And what you're doing is then you're allowing your competition to go scoop them up. And you yeah. know that you are better than anybody on this planet to help your people better than anybody else. So with love, shame on you for letting your money stuff get in the way of being the highest and best service provider for your person. So do you think this is also why so many salespeople or small business owners don't continue to have conversations with the client once they've gotten, you know, once they've had one exchange with them, you know, once they've done business with them once, why they don't continue to go back and have more conversations with them to see if there's other ways they can help them. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's one and done. I've already helped them. If they wanted to work with me, they'd let me know it. Um, I mean, it's 6,000 stories that we tell in our head and we believe these stories to be truths. 
And I heard someone say one time, if you're going to make up a story, make it a good one. <laughs> you know, like, why are we going to fantasize? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to future trip and fantasize about being a victim and not being good enough. Like, I'm all right with that. <laughs> no, thank you. I think yeah, I would no rather say, like, oh, my God, how lucky would they be to come play in our pond? Like, yeah. You know, oh my God, how fun would they be to work with? Oh my God, I yeah. wonder, just getting genuinely curious. Like, I really wonder if there's anything else I could help them with. What else could we do together? Where else exactly. could we Exactly. Yeah, like it's that, like a confidence yeah. thing or a lack of confidence thing. Yeah, and it's, you know what it boils down to? At the end of the day, there's two energies that we operate from. It's either fear or love. And, and when we're operating from fear, we're thinking in terms of sales and we're thinking in terms of our own wants and needs. When we're operating from love, we're operating from that genuine, genuinely curious little kid energy. Like, I wonder what happens if I turn this rock over. I wonder what happens if I say this in a conversation. Like, just genuinely curious, unattached to outcomes. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that a lot. I hadn't thought about that before, but that, that makes a lot of sense to me. So... Why, so, well, before I say why, one of the things that I notice a lot about business owners, about small business owners, is they don't consider them that they are in sales. And I'm curious if you have an, a thought about why that is. I think women do it too, but I know I'm seeing it with small business owners. Well, I'd like to start by saying, boy, am I glad this isn't on video because my face just did an upside down <laughs> contortion like that because I you know what I hear it all the time you're not wrong that people believe that and it just is like this it just is such a a thing for me because um if you're not selling what yeah. are you doing <laughs> the purpose of it, it's right on my website sellingwithservice.com it's going to stay there forever as a lead quote it's one of my favorites it's on our business cards the purpose of a business is to create a customer, period. Ah. The Peter Drucker quote. It is, I mean, I think I heard that maybe when I was five years old or something, and I was two and I was talking about how's business, and I've just always been curious about this. And if we are not in business creating a customer, we are playing business. Hmm. And when women especially, and I hear this from guys too, right? But, you know, when women especially say that they are not in sales, I ask them, then what are you doing? Well, we're here to help yeah. people. Can you really help someone if you are not helping yourself? Can you really help someone if your business is faltering and you're concerned about the life it's getting shut off? And I heard Alanya Van Zant talk about this on Oprah. And she said, you know, when you, um, we can only serve when our cup runneth over. And when you allow someone to, to, when you give what you don't have, which is helping someone when you're not getting paid, when you give what you don't have, you are making that other person a thief because they are taking from you what's not yours, what's not theirs. Oh, that's weird. Wait, say that again. When, when you 
uh, and maybe we can pay, post a link or something to the video, but um, it was a Super Soul Sunday thing. And it's when you get, when you allow someone to take from you what you don't have, you're making the other person a thief. And I think of this when I hear people say that they're not in sales. You're not able to give because your cup is not running over. You're not feeding your own self. Interesting. This is fascinating. I never it, would have looked at it I, that way. You know what? I, we can talk about tactics and we can talk about scripts and I've got the close clients quickly system, which is all about scripts. And, and there is a huge component of the say this instead of that, do it this way instead of that way. But I'm telling you in my eight, almost 10 years of experience doing this, 99.9% .9 of it is just a shift in, it, it's a miracle. It's a shift in perception and how you're looking and approaching sales as a whole and how you're looking at and approaching your relationship with money as a whole. Wow. Okay. This is why we call them uh, whole shifts. <laughs> this is why we call them what? Holy shifts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Mm -hmm. I want to take a quick sponsor break because I want to be able to get further into this without worrying that I haven't done it. Uh, Excuse me. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are The Anatomy of Transformation by Willard Barth and Leading Loyalty by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com slash business growth, explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Liz Detterer about the currency of conversation. Okay, so we have this problem, we have these relationships with money or a relationship with money that is directly impacting how we're moving forward and, and you know, how we're communicating with, with people or the assumptions that we're making. Um, how, do we, how, how do we fix that? Like how do we flip that switch so either we're, looking, you know, owning our relationship with money or, or not letting it, like, how do we not let it impact how we're engaging with people? Yeah. So, um, so I've got two points. One is, um, to, to the phrase, how do we fix it? I, I have to write a permission slip and say that you don't, I, I honestly do. Um, cause, cause well, first of all, I haven't figured out how to, <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> take two and call me in the morning. Um, the reality is, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's like, how do we change our DNA? I believe, and through my experience, as I said, over the eight plus years that I've been doing this, that, that who we are is who we are with our relationship with money. And I've done the research where, you know, even in the early days when I was kind of polling people on what their relationship is with money um, up until now, and I've, I've pulled them over the years, it, it shifts a little bit, but generally speaking, they, 
if they're a right-hander, they're a right-hander. If you're a left-hander, you're a left-hander. We're not going to change that. And that, that's not the goal. So I think the first thing is, you know, you don't fix it. But how would you flip the switch from a tactical perspective? There's a real um, uh, uh, simple um, but, but you know, holy shift kind of way to approach a conversation um, that will alter I think how you approach conversations on a go forward basis from here on out. And it's simply that they're already a client. From the moment that you start having business conversations with someone, when you adopt the mindset, they're already a client, you remove the switch to be flipped. They're already a client. There is no point of conversion. You're serving, you're supporting, you're saying, how can I help you? What's going on? Try this, try that. And at some point, maybe sooner, maybe later, at some point in the conversation, it will come up to say, when are we going to schedule our first play date? And that's not the scripting around it, though you could totally use it because I have and it works, but that's, that's not the, the formal, you know, close clients quickly system around it, but that's the mindset around it, is when you adopt the fact that they're already a client, the hard currency of time and money are just scheduling a play date, noon on Tuesday or three on Thursday, your playground or mine. That is so, it, 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 it fascinating to me. When you were saying it, I was thinking, boy, I can feel how that changes the way you communicate. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yep. your mindset is not in this, I have to win them over, because the mindset is, I already did. Yeah. Now I just need to learn about, you know, more about what's going on. Yep. Wow. That's really interesting. You know, if you, like, I'm doing the dating thing, right? So yeah. I listen to these podcasts about, you know, oh, I knew when I met her and all this other stuff. Think about what the guys are saying right there. They knew when they met her that she was the one. Yeah. They're not worried about, you know, if. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a question of when. Except for the stalkery ones that it's like, dude, I said no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag thank you next. Um, except for those. Um, but, but adopting the mindset that this is a, this is a when, not an if when we decide to play together, when it's right for you, when it's right for me, when I create that next thing that has the right naming convention that finally triggers for you, when you've gone through your journey enough to know that I'm still here support, whatever it is. Yeah. It removes all the money stuff from the equation. So it feels to me like it also removes the, um, I mean, maybe it does the, the, um, I, I, I got to close this now. I got to say, I got to do whatever it takes to, you know, to nail this down. Cause that feels like what you're saying is we're having such a natural conversation and exploring how we work together that that all, you know, that, that conversation becomes apparent. If you're, if, if anyone's approaching, yeah, if anyone's approaching the conversation from, I gotta, I gotta close this now, that is the epitome of fear and desperation and scarcity, yeah. which is the absolute opposite of love. When you're approaching a conversation, I named my, my company Selling with Service for a reason. 
I didn't name it selling from scarcity. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was service. So it's when you approach a conversation and interaction with another human being from a place of abundance, love, uh, compassion, curiosity, it opens up the realm of possibility and expansiveness. Yeah. When we're stepping into a conversation, knowing they're already a client, it's just like, when's our, when, when are we going to play together? Like, when's our first play date? Getting genuinely curious about that. It takes all the fear out of the equation. And we're not, you know, we're stepping in totally unattached to outcomes. Because right. the outcome is already there. They're already a client. Maybe we're not going to play together today. Maybe not next week. Maybe not this year. And that's okay. The problem is, if we reverse engineer this, the problem is from a very, very pragmatic stance, people operate from fear and scarcity and come in for the close because they don't have enough people in their pipeline and they don't know how to go out and get enough people. Yeah. They don't know how to generate enough traffic to where, uh, let me think about it or not so much, or, you know, this is really great information and let me apply this and then I'll get back to you. any of these, you know, they, they take them personally and they feel like they did something wrong instead of saying, right. that's cool. That's totally cool. No, I get, I get it. You're not ready today. Not a problem. Is it all right if I circle back with you and like, a week, a month, two days, tomorrow, whatever time frame is reasonable. Check in, see how you're doing. Because when we go into conversations with sales energy, it's about us instead of picking up the phone and saying, yeah. hey, let me just circle back on that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. I know I had shared that tip with you about they're already a client. Have you tried that on? Like, how's that fitting and feeling for you? That's not follow up and chase and sales energy. That's total right. service. Right. Yeah, I, I, I am all about this. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm so glad that you said that, you know, when people are operating from a sales perspective that are thinking about themselves, it is so true. It's, I need this. You know, I was just talking to a guy the other day and he, and he had gotten an email right before we were all going into a meeting and got an email right before that, um, this company that he thought they were done negotiating, you know, he thought, thought it was a deal was saying they were going to hold off and he was, you know, all been out of shape. And, and so we started talking about it and I said, what is the value to him to change to you? Cause it's changing a service over. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, you know, they're local and we're local. I'm like, okay, well that sounds like that's valuable to you. Do you know that that's valuable to him? I mean, have you, but, but he was so in this, it should be valuable to him. Mm -hmm. And right. And, and this is such a good point. And, and we're right across the street. And this is what he's saying. We're right across the street. I'm like, who cares? You, you could be on top of them. If, yeah. if that doesn't matter to them, who cares? Right. Ugh. And th this is where the four currencies come in. The four currencies of conversation come in because an easy way is, is to navigate a conversation so that it's all about the other person, which is what it should be always, is listening for their dominant currency. And back to the question you had about how do we get over our money stuff? You know, another point of that is knowing our dominant currency. There's four of them. 
Okay. It's the acronym TEMP, uh, time, energy, money, and people. And there's hard, chunk it down even, even simpler into hard and soft currency, where time and money are hard currency, quantifiable. People and energy experience are soft currency. So if you want to listen for the, the, the currency value that's important to the other person, and you're really listening for one of those four forms of words. Is it time? Is it money they're most concerned about? We think it's always money, but it's not. Is it energy? Is it people? You can hear in the questions they're asking what their, their core values are. And we've got our own. I'm all soft currency. That's why it's selling with service and it's all about serving other people because it's all soft if it's energy and people and it feels good and there's people right. involved. I want to be there. I'll talk for six days, even though we were scheduled for an hour, <laughs> like no boundaries. You know, someone asked me how much it is. I'm like, I don't know, $1.50, it doesn't matter. Let's do it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so when you're speaking the um, currency of yourself, you're having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. Speaking the currency of the person you're speaking to, they will feel heard. And back to Oprah again, when she recapped her show, she said one of the one of the one of the things she goes back after all the 25 years that she was on, and she could boil it down that people just want to they want to feel heard. Yeah. And knowing the four currencies of conversation. And then being able to speak the language of the other person is the simplest way for them to feel heard. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Is that, um, so I guess my question is, are there certain triggers that people should be listening for or are there certain questions they should be asking to find out what the the client's currency is yeah so you'll hear it just in your general conversation um i mean you could be direct and say you know what's most important to you is it time money you know money who we're working with how you're feeling and things um, I teach a collaborative close method where you're actually checking in on each of these throughout the sales conversation process, which is very, I mean, you can use it in your own framework. You can say, you know, how much time do we have? And if they're like, we have 37 minutes left. Okay. Time's a huge value for them because they're keeping an eye on yeah. it. So, I don't know. Okay. What kind of budget are we working with? I don't really know. Well, you know, I don't want to be in between this range or whatever. Okay, you'll you'll start to and you'll start to pick up on on tones, right? There's there's a, the the science and the art of this. Um, so you'll start to pick up on kind of tone and body language and their energy and if they're, you know, more lax around a topic or if they're more heavily engaged in responding. Um, you know, ask some people questions. Who else needs to be part of this equation? What kind of bandwidth? Uh, from an energy perspective, can you put into this engagement? There's different ways to phrase up the question so you can kind of get a pulse to see where, where, where do we need to lean in and where do we need to pull back? 
Okay, I get that. Okay. Now, <laughs> you um, say, I believe, that sales is sexy, and I want to know how you make sales sexy. I want to know what that's all about. So, you know, it's the art of conversation, and it's it's um, really getting to understand someone, really getting to um, understand a business need, a personal problem. It's intimacy. Yeah. And that's hot. I think, huh? <laughs> that's hot. Yeah. That's hot. Like when you're really listening to somebody, that is sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I should have been able to figure that out. Because it's funny, I, I always talk about how um, sales is like dating. That you can know you're going to marry this person, but you don't marry them on the first date. You still go through the process of getting to know them. So you're yes. sure that you can't, that you're going to have the best possible relationship with them. Yep. Or not. I mean, they could be really creepy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, a few of those out there. Yeah. It is. It's, uh, you're getting to know someone and I've got a really simple formula that I'm just feeling totally compelled to share right now of how you navigate conversations. And like I said, I'm doing the dating thing and I do this on dates and this is why I'm like a first date master. Um, cause it's, it's, it's a game. It's a sport, right? Getting to know people yeah. for a living sales conversations, dating. I did this in a, um, uh, my, my daughter's school district. We were, we were running an initiative trying to, trying to move something forward. And I taught the other um, parent leadership uh, parents this formula so we could navigate and move our initiative forward. Simple, simple three steps on how to move a conversation forward in a really sexy way. Um, I love that. So it's, it's a formula. It's 80 15 and five. Now, most people, when they teach a sales conversation formula, they're doing some element of 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever, you know, what percentage of who should be talking. And to, in my opinion, my experience, um, they are missing a critical component. And that's why there's three parts to this formula. So 80% of any, any sales conversation and in our world, we call them service conversations, but in say, you know, I'll, I'll use common language and sales sales conversations, 80% is the other person talking, AKA right. listening. And that's yeah. not just a fire hose diatribe that is it's controlled. And the way that that's controlled is with the 15% of you asking questions. If Alex Trebek would not allow it on jeopardy, it does not leave your mouth. It has to be a question. <laughs> There are a few exceptions. There are a few yeah. exceptions he wouldn't allow that I will, which are, help me understand that more. Um, can you say that differently? Those, those sort of things. Yeah. With the point being that you're guiding the other individual to elaborate and expand. And the 5% the is where I say permission to speak freely is granted. And this is broken down even a little bit further 
into a little bit of, of introduction and managing expectations at the beginning and a wee little bit of invitation towards the end. And notice nowhere did I say pitch. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. That's, that's the secret formula for navigating a first date, <laughs> for navigating uh, a sales conversation, 80-15-5. Hashtag you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and the bonus is, for those of you who are dating, it, this works as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so I love this. So setting the expectation of the conversation, which I absolutely love, and what was the other part of that? It totally left my head. Yeah, so the little bit, the 5% of talking is um, a little bit of introduction and, and setting the expectation of the conversation, and then a little bit of um, invitation towards the end. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay, so give me an idea of what that, like an example of what that invitation would look like. Well, you're not allowed to invite them unless, and you're not allowed to extend an invitation unless, hold on, how do I, how do I phrase this? You're not allowed to speak at the end of the, of the phone call unless you've been invited to. So the, the person oh. the sales conversation with has to invite you to talk about a solution. Nice. Otherwise, you're selling prematurely. Got and it amount of objections that you're going to have to overcome and wiggling your way out of it and just shifting right into sales energy. It, it's, it's ridiculous. So it's the magic of how you work your way into that point of the conversation where they say, well, t yeah, tell, tell me how we work together. Yeah. Fine. I'll just give it away. I'm like, I'll give it away. I'll give it away. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the, here's the magic phrase. Here's the holy shift that, it, that will revolutionize how you're having sales conversations. You get to the point towards the end, not at the end, towards the end. I would say if it's an hour long phone call, you're probably doing this about 40 to 45 minutes in. And you know enough about them, like really, uh, what's going on, where they are, what, they're, what's, what the problem is, and, and you have a pretty good idea in your head about how you can serve and support them. And you've done basically a, a deep dive and analysis on them through this conversation to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And so, so the hinge, this is step seven in the 10-step the Sales, sales script, step seven is um, return their power. Nobody buys from a disempowered position. So returning their power is all about empowering them to either invite you to talk more or to shut it down. And it goes a little something like this. Well, this is great, Sally. I mean, thank you for sharing so much about your business. This has been super helpful. Um, man, you have done a lot of work and, you know, you're doing so much when it comes to sales or losing weight or whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're like 90% of the way there and you're just missing like this last little 10%. So what's next? What's the next move? What do we do from here? Hmm. Easy. E hashtag. That was easy. <laughs> and nine exactly. out of 10 times, 
yeah, no, totally normal. And yeah. nine out of 10 times they'll say, I don't know, you tell me. Uh-huh. And then we work into either the controlled close or the collaborative close. Um, and occasionally you will get the person that's like, man, this was a great conversation. You really opened my eyes on X, Y, and Z. And uh, I'm going to think about this. I mean, this is great information. And you're like, awesome. And they're thinking about the expansiveness of the conversation, not the offer, not the pitch, because you didn't do that yet. You didn't even get there. Right. Totally right. cool. Door. Go ahead. It's all good. Because the expectation of the call, in my world, I call them, and I believe everyone should have a name for the call. In my world, I call them um, income breakthrough calls. And setting the expectation from the beginning, the expectation is that one way or another, you are going to have an income breakthrough on our call. And they do. And so one out of 10 times, someone will say, this was really helpful. Thank you. And I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. And nine out of 10 times are like, how do you tell me? What, what, what do we do? What's the next step? How do we go from here? What's, what's your program? Right. How do we work together? I'm like, slow your roll there, Charlie. We'll get to it. One step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> calm down, calm down. It's all good. It'll happen. Exactly. Wow. This, this is, this is so great. Um, I was trying to think. I thought I had another question for you. I can't think of what it is. So I, 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 you know how much I appreciate this information and, and it's so clear when you say it. And I think it is so valuable to the people who are listening. Um, but tell them how they can find you and, you know, learn more about your programs and, and, you know, the kinds of ways that you can help them, please. Yeah, for sure. So, but, but before I do, I think I, I just, I need to say like, well, why is she giving all this away? Why did she turn the podcast into just like a straight up training? And it's really just, I am on a mission to really just make it easier for people to have sales conversations because we're doing it all the time anyways. And it just, wouldn't it be nicer if everyone was more normal and natural and less weird yeah. in sales conversations? And then they'd be more excited to be in sales. And sales is such an amazing, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're a sales professional, it is such a ridiculously freeing profession that I think everyone should, should in, in my slightly biased opinion, uh, I, I think it's, it's an incredible, incredible profession for everyone to step into at some point or another. And just over time, salespeople have gotten such a bad rap, which is why, you know, we were talking about before why women aren't in sales. So I give it away because I just am so passionate about just really making it easy for people to be in sales. And the way that they could take it a step further with us is to go to the website, sellingwithservice.com. At the time we're recording this, we are um, completely overhauling our online training. So, you know, it's, it's uh, scarcely, you know, very limited right now as to what is available because we're doing a huge rebuild, um, but sellingwithservice.com. And then if they're curious about having a, a conversation and really honest to God experiencing that, you know, holy shift that we were talking about, they can go directly to incomebreakthroughcall.com, jump right on our calendar, um, and we can just hit the ball rolling and it's all traditional spelling at income breakthrough call.com. Terrific. 
Wow, I really appreciate it, Liz. I, I really, and, and this is so valuable. I've had a couple of aha moments during this conversation, so I know that the listeners have as well. Um, and listeners, thank you for tuning in. I know this was uh, an episode that you got an awful lot out of, and you can get more by um, reaching out to Liz. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible.com, to get a free trial of Audible.com as well as a free audiobook. Go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.